Welcome to So You Can Heal. I'm Josh. I'm a licensed social worker and therapist at Stillpoint Consultants. And I'm Abby Parker, a licensed mental health counselor and therapist at Stillpoint Consultants as well. Josh, it's good to be here with you today. Likewise, it's good to be with you too. <laughs> so we've done this once. Um, and my computer froze up. So, so this is take two. Yeah. You shared a really good quote earlier. You want to do that again? Yeah. I got my yogi tea ready before we talked. Um, it's the calm kind, if anyone wants to look it up. Mm-hmm. But it had a really good quote. It says, uncage your heart, free your heart, let it be wild. Hmm. I love quotes. I remember in high school, I had a, my English teacher always used to share quotes on the board. And because I would always talk to her about them and recommend quotes and stuff, she got me like this little book of quotes for my senior gift. And I still have it floating around someplace. (laughs) Do you have a favorite quote, Josh? I mean, honestly, I've fluttered to and from different quotes. It depends on, like, where I'm at in my life a lot of times. Um, None come to mind. The only thing that's really coming to mind right now is, like, (laughs) uh, Robert Frost stuff. (laughs) (laughs) But I I really like Robert Frost. Yeah, he's got good stuff. And there was somebody else. I can't remember. Something about wildflowers or sunflowers or... I can't remember who it was, though. But anyway, those are more poems rather than quotes. <laughs> um, but yeah. What I really liked about, like, Uncage Your Heart, Let It Be Wild, mm-hmm. What it reminded me of the Core Beauty episode we did last time. And, you know, looking at the difference between blueprints and core beauty and I know we're going to talk about today like how those come together or how they conflict and then kind of as a recap blueprints are the the way the beliefs and the stories that kind of get imprinted on us by our caregivers as we grow up and beauty is kind of that core part of us that is never changing but in some way has had to learn to adapt to survive fit in whatever but if we strip all of the adaptations and the reactions away we're left with our core and that's the beauty piece that we keep talking that we talked about it's that joyful aliveness the the truest parts of who we are and yeah like you said how they come together or how they conflict at times and I think that it's in those moments where they do come together or conflict accepting those pieces so that we can grow heal stretch and show up for ourselves I don't know do you find it harder to accept the things that where your core and your blueprint come together or do you find it easier to except where they are separate? Ooh, that's a tough question. So I think it's when they come together because the example that came to mind is if my beliefs or my adaptations 
tell me to not believe in my core or tell me that there's something wrong with my core or I really don't have that in my core. And it could be anything. It could be that I am a gracious person and my adaptations tell me, no, 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 you're not gracious enough. And so you don't get to claim that. Mm-hmm. Or if I sit in my core and I look at the beauty of listening to people or nature or whatever it is, and my um, belief structure tells me, you know, that's really not enough. You need to do more. So I guess I would describe it as them coming together. See, I guess for me, when I think of coming together, it's like when they're in alignment and they're like, oh, yeah, this is what this is how this is working. Uh, and when they collide is when my core and my belief are completely opposite. Like my core is like, yes, you are a good person. And my belief is like, no, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> not like, not coming together. Um, um, your beliefs are, are a lot more um... <laughs> <laughs> radical. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I would agree because I find it far more difficult to see the positive core pieces in me than it is to see the places where I feel like I fall short. Yeah. Because I can pick those things out all day long. Right. But when someone's like, you know, you're really good at so-and-so or this and that. And I'm just like, me, <laughs> I wing it. <laughs> so it's really hard to give myself credit. Yeah. And that's where like, we're sitting here talking about this. I'm like, why are we so hard on ourselves? Why can't we just accept those wonderful, great, beautiful things about ourselves? Yeah. I mean, the first thought that comes to mind is that if we allow ourselves to believe the good things then we will disappoint ourselves when we don't mm. see them. Tell me more about that. If I let myself believe that I'm a good therapist for in the time that I don't feel like a good therapist, then I lied to myself. Then I'm disappointed because I didn't rise to the occasion. So it's far easier for me to believe that I'm not and then be surprised when things go well. <laughs> I mean, but in reality, like I can't even accept that when things go well, because I'm still seeking for the the one thing in all of the good things that I did wrong. Yeah. And I'm not necessarily wrong, but could have done better or maybe sure. should have done a different way or was misattuned or whatever. I think that's so hard because for both, like, what would it be like for both things to be true instead of just one or the other? Sure. I mean, and that's what we do with our clients, right? Like, uh-huh. all the time. <laughs> it's a both and thing. Like, both can be completely true. And I love this word, um, the word dissonance. And mm-hmm. essentially, that is the dissonance for me when I look at this. It's like that rubbing together of two things that wish could be one. And they can be, but that means you have to accept it. It makes me curious that, like, like, I, I see, like, two rocks being rubbed together. Like, there's a definite boundary. But, like, two rocks can never be one rock. I mean, they are of the same. So it kind of gives me the image of, are we accepting two things that are fundamentally the same? Or are we accepting two things that eventually come together as one? Do you know what I mean? 
Yes. It's like which plane of existence we're talking about. Right. Like, so is the barrier between that we're hitting against each other this make-believe thing and they're only not going to coming together because of our the way we're perceiving them? Yeah. Or is there a true barrier between our belief of who we are and who we actually are? Yeah, that perception piece makes a huge difference. Yeah. Tell me more. Because there are true barriers to things. Like the two rocks hitting together, there's truly a barrier or a physical difference between the two. But yet they're still both rocks. And they can still lay next to one another on the ground. And so it's like, which plane of existence are we talking about? Where is there actual dissonance or the rubbing together of versus how can we step back or look in and see them as one i find that like a part of especially like the going within so and recognizing that they are one like addressing the the criticism and the judgment that we place on ourselves is really important and kind of identifying where that came from recognizing like the the voice that it is like in naming it like is that my mom is that my dad is that another caretaker is that the bully at school or is that just the part of me that (laughs) is super critical and skeptical and trying to understand where the divide comes from i mean but at the same time there's a part of me that's like why do you always have to look for the divide and why can't you find the similarities I mean, I think that either way, you have to address it because <laughs> it's going to come up. Like, ooh, yeah, I see all these similarities, and now, well, there's where we're different. Yep. But go ahead. Um, I was going to ask you, like, tell me what happens if we, like, if we ignore it or if we don't do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, and it makes me think of like brain spot and expansion, right? Like it's not yeah. that we're not addressing those things because I think in expansion, like there's sometimes like this deep sadness or this deep guilt or this deep um, reconciliation within ourselves that there is this separation between what we want and where we are. But I think in focusing on where we want to be sometimes, it is much easier to move through the muck and the mire because our our goal is constantly in our sight versus if we are not looking at where we're going or what we want it's much harder to move through some of those things sometimes because we don't see the end goal a very conscious thing for me lately especially working with clients is like okay when i get an end to help them expand into this new space for them to see something new I try to take it even though most of the processing is still about the differences because I find that they are able to recognize for themselves that they're able to tap into that thing that they're hoping and wanting far more easily than they give themselves credit for and then it stops being about processing the difference and processing why we don't allow ourselves to be that. Instead of beating the rocks together, trying to make them one, we it's 
more about why are we beating them together so that they are one? Or where does the perception that they have to be one come from? Josh, I'm so glad that you brought up how you find that people can tap into it, even though they believe that they can't. Like the expansion, the desire. And I see that over and over again when people start to imagine what could be possible or look at the expansion or look at the desire and how challenging it is to even allow ourselves to go there, thinking that that's not even a possibility. Right. I mean, and that is, and I think in that is part of the blueprint. Right. Then we get to really start addressing the beliefs that make us feel separate. I mean, prior to therapy, like I did a lot of intuitive work and like I found that a lot of the work that I was doing was this idea that we believe we're separate from everything. We're really not like everything is the, of the same energy at a fundamental level. We are all the same. I think that there are blockages beliefs and things like that that keep us from being able to recognize the sameness or that oneness and being able to kind of con not I don't want to say confront because that's confrontational but to lovingly assess where we are and what we kind of come in with into this story into this moment into this life even allows us to be a little bit more objective rather than uh, critical so that we're able to kind of what you were saying earlier, give ourselves more grace and be present to our own process. Yeah. I like that word present to our own process. Even if our process appears to be different, it necessarily is not different because you're still in a process right i mean and i think it's really easy too that i mean something that we were talking about during my supervision that it's really easy especially to be doing that like to assume that our process is wrong when it doesn't match the teacher's process or it doesn't match Mm -hmm. the spiritual leader's process and i think that there's a lot of judgment that comes from that Because if we're not doing it a certain way, then we're not doing it right. And I think that's the key. The judgment on the dissonance. The difference that tells us that it's not good enough. It's bad. And it goes back to what you were saying about the blueprints and the beliefs. Instead of us being able to step back and see that we are going through a process Yeah, a process of embodiment. Yeah, we're embodying our truest form, our core. And in doing that, it it can be a struggle. (laughs) Like, it is not always easy. Because I think that unknowingly, and sometimes knowingly, we and the people around us have placed a bunch of junk that we have to clear out. What's the saying? Like when it comes to trauma, like it's never our fault that it happened, but it is our responsibility to clean up kind of thing. We may have not made the mess, but we have to pick it up. So Josh, what's your tip for today on how to clear out the junk? 
I think the biggest thing that in my process that I've had to remember that's been helpful is to recognize that the thing that I wish to become, I already am. I just can't allow myself to believe it. Well, I think we have our favorite quote for the day. (laughs) The thing you wish to become, you already are, and you have to allow yourself to believe it. Yep. And that's the work. Working through the belief systems that keep me from it. From embodying who I am. And so the way we work through our belief systems to embody who we are, the first step we can take is? Honoring that it's a process. Find a practice of some sort. And whether that practice is meditation or whether that practice is going to therapy or whether that practice is journaling, something that allows you an outlet and an opportunity to be present to where you are. Because it's in the moments of the waiting that the, like that inner saboteur really starts going especially when the goal is growth, it will really step in and (laughs) be sure to point out everything that's not going right. (laughs) And then it's about how do you then respond? Do you believe that inner saboteur saying, yeah, no, this is too big of a mess. You think you're going to be able to do it all? No. Like, oh, so now you're better than everybody because you want to be over here. Like, where? look where you came from. Like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Like, how do you then address that? Nope, I'm not better than everybody, but I'm still doing it. Or whatever needs to be said for you. So finding a practice of presence. And that's what's worked for me. I mean, and I'm, I by no means mean to make it come across like I've arrived because I most definitely have not. (laughs) But like everybody else's process may look different. Sure. So don't get, I mean, in that kind of, I want to make sure that we're not feeding the belief that the process needs to look a certain way. No. Right. Because like, Oh, that's what worked for them. So this must need to be working for me. Like, no, like give yourself permission to find what does work for you. Right. Like I have some really good friends that we jive on some of the things that work. They do things that don't work for me. And I definitely do things that don't work for them. So it's finding ways to build support around people where there are similarities in the process and giving yourself permission to have deviation from what others are doing to find your own path. What about you? What would you say is helpful? The thing I'm finding right now that's really important to me is being in relationships with people who will affirm those things that I think are possible. Because it builds up that discovery and that energy and that curiosity of what what I'm imagining things could be. And if people are validating that, that is very powerful for me. Yeah, I can totally relate to that because if we 
surround ourselves with people. I mean, it's the idea of like-minded people, right? Finding your tribe. If you find people who are willing to support you, it is far, I don't want to say easy to do the work, but it is far more easy to want to do the work. Opposed to being surrounded by people who may not believe in you, who reinforce stories that you're not good enough or whatever. And I think one of the parts that I'm hearing both of us talk, really talk about is that vulnerability. Mm. Yeah. Whether it be the vulnerability that you're trying a new practice or engaging with presence or talking to yourself about your beliefs or you're talking to someone else about your beliefs, your desires, and how you're processing those. Right. I mean, like Jungian, and even into some spiritual practice, like, this is shadow work. Like, the truest sense of the word. <laughs> like, yeah. One of the last things I want to share today, Josh, is in regards to shadow work, or the like, working with things that are hidden or unseen or not felt yet. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you think that they're there, but you're really not sure what they are. It's like you discover or find like this truth and it keeps changing. Oh, for sure. And so you think you know where you're at or you think you know who you are and then you find out you have no idea. Hmm. And then I think that's the beautiful piece of it, though. It is. Like if you're coming at it with curiosity, then it becomes a constant adventure or journey sometimes it's a little more perilous and sometimes it's really nice but if you look at it as though it's a daunting task it will be a daunting task so josh how do you want to look at your path today i mean there have been moments in my life where i have put blinders on and said, I'm not on a path. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But today I choose to see my path with curious eyes. Um, Sometimes I feel like I need a torch to kind of help light the way so I can see. And to remind myself that if I hear something that I don't have to be scared. Hmm. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. I feel like so many things in my life are changing, like big big changes and yeah I just have to be curious about what's happening and recognize that change does not always mean bad yeah change doesn't always mean bad how are you seeing your journey so I want to see it with loving eyes and I want to see it unfolding instead of feeling like I have to force it and that's big for me people who do not know me personally I usually like to create change Mm -hmm. instead of allow change word I made this was fun thank you thank you and as always feel free to check out our website at www dot stillpointshealing.com you can check out our facebook instagram and pinterest at stillpointhealing and you can always email us here at the podcast with any questions at 
so you can heal at stillpointhealing.com. And a invitation to all those listening, please subscribe, rate, and review our podcast because the more rates and reviews and subscriptions we have, the more present we can be for others. And if you already have, many blessings and thanks. And until next time. Bye. Bye.